You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to the Cindy Stewart Podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. Hi, I'm Cindy Stewart and welcome to my show today. I am so happy you joined me. In fact, every week I'm so happy you joined me. I feel like there's so much God wants to share and I love hearing from you. I love to hear what God is showing you too. So make sure you go on YouTube or go on my Facebook page, send me a message. I wanna hear from you. Uh, And thank you everyone who have sent me messages. I really appreciate the feedback and really the testimonies that are coming from this. But today you're going to love it. Every week you're going to love it. I know that. But I feel like God is going to be confirming today. He's going to be challenging you and he's going to give you clarity in what he's doing in your life. The word for the Lord today is there is a new anointing coming your way. And over the past couple of episodes, I've talked about uh, the new way that he's moving and the new assignments that he's releasing. And with the new way he's moving and the new assignments he's releasing comes a new anointing with it. So I feel like some of you are even sensing that anointing and moving in ways that you didn't even know was possible. And then suddenly there's it's an opening for you. So I want to encourage you as we talk about this and as I share the revelation the Lord's given me and what the word says that uh, whatever God's stirring in you, write it down and begin to pray and agree that God has this new anointing for you and he's going to use you in a way that will be profound for you and for your sphere of influence, but more importantly for the kingdom and the time that we're in. So Let me just start by saying the other morning, I was just sitting in my little prayer room and having my coffee, praying in the spirit. And I just said, Lord, I'd like a fresh word for today. And, um, you know, I'm just like, God, I want something for the body of Christ that I can release and share and impart and encourage all of those things that we do. And I felt like he gave me a word and I want to share it with you. Um, It was a vision. And what I saw was a canvas, you know, an artist's canvas that was completely blank. And it was so uh, empty. It was void of all color, just a white canvas, nothing on it. And then I saw this creative swirl begin going around it. And I'm like, what is that, Lord? And the Lord said that, uh, and I just want to get this right, so I'm going to read it to you. Because I asked the Lord, what is that creative swirl? Um, I didn't even know what it meant. And the Lord said he is releasing a creative swirl uh, over his people. And as I saw this canvas began to fill up, began to expand and and really uh, uh, have dimension and color that it didn't have before. You know, it's funny when you're trying to share a vision You can see it in your head, but sometimes you can't always come out with the words. So I I just want to share that with you as a little funny thing. But he is really flushing out this this, uh, beautiful picture that is being released from heaven. And part of that release is this new anointing. 
there's a prophetic flow that is coming with the new anointing. It's like a fresh fire coming for us. And with this is a fresh encounter for us and fresh worship for us. You know, one of the, the things we've really been seeing is worship has shifted into this praise and exaltation of the Lord. And with that is coming a fresh encounter and this revelation and the anointing with it. So don't you want more? I know I, I definitely want more. And sometimes when we think about creativity and being creative, uh, half of us say, oh, I'm not really creative. In fact, I just had uh, someone on here, Kezia Alford, who's a worship leader and a, a, a artist. She has albums produced. She got nominated for Dove. And that's what we were talking about is sometimes we think, oh, we're not really creative, but we have to stop and think about this. God is a creator God. So he has made us in his image. And if he's creative, then we're creative. So we are whether we know we are or not. And part of our struggle with being creative is we don't really understand that creative doesn't necessarily mean you're an artist or you're a singer. It means that what you release out of you is a creative form of what God has put in you. So that's something you got to really think about too. And if you ever say, I'm not creative, I want you to say now, I am creative. I'm creative because the Lord has made me creative. So I want to talk about how the word of God is releasing this creative anointing. And, uh, and then I'm going to do an impartation and a prayer over you to stir up that creative creativity within you. So in Exodus 31 verse 5, uh, Moses is preparing to build the tabernacle. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, See, I have called by name Bezael, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him. Listen to this word and just let yourself be filled. It says, I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, in all manner of workmanship to design artistic works, to work in gold, in silver, in bronze, in cutting jewels for setting, in carbon wood, and to work in all manners of workmanship. Now, first of all, that scripture says that he was filled with the Spirit of God. We all know that as born-again believers, we are filled with the Spirit of God. He was also filled with wisdom and understanding. So in order to be creative, to do the other part, he needed the wisdom and understanding. You know, in Isaiah 1, it talks about how the Spirit of the Lord was on Jesus in wisdom and understanding and knowledge. So you need that in order to be able to do what you do. He was also filled with a workmanship anointing. So whatever he did, he had the anointing to do it. Now think about the different things that you do in work, in your home, with your family, with your community. When God sends you out to do something, the anointing comes with it. And right now he's releasing a new anointing for the new assignment he's giving you. So just this was a new assignment for Bezael. So it's a new assignment for you. In addition, we have to think of creativity being applied to everything we do. 
We must think of it in a much bigger format than uh, what we see on TV or what we hear in music. We need to think we are creative people. And I'm going to use the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, and the spirit of workmanship in me to release the creative answers from God. Amen? I think that's a good word. So in Exodus 35, it goes on to explain another anointing that he gave Baziel. He could teach all other workers. That's what it says. So not only did he have wisdom and understanding, not only did he have the ability of artistry and being able to cut stones and do all these things, silver and gold, but he had the ability to teach, to teach the other workers how to do this. He could teach them all about engraving, all about the different aspects. So they were anointed craftsmen as God had called them to do. And he needed help to do all of that. He didn't do it all by himself. He brought others with him. So he could pass on what he had received to others in order for the tabernacle to get built. What we have, we can impart to others. So remember that. What you carry, you can impart to others. And he's releasing anointings so outside of our realm of understanding, outside of our normal. And some of it may come from someone imparting it to you, whether they lay hands on you or they pray over you or they speak to you. They're going to come from maybe a different way than you would normally expect. But uh, it's funny. You may look at some of these things that he's calling you to do and say, I don't know that I can do that, Lord. But you know, if he's calling you to do it, then he's giving you more than the skill that you need in order to do it. And sometimes you may be able to step in and start doing it and not even realize that you could do it until you actually take the step. Now, the second part of this new anointings is that we're following the direction that God's given us. I talked about that earlier in the new way he's given us. Uh, we're also stepping into the new assignments he's given us. And with the assignments like Baziel had, he was able to follow the design that the Lord had given Moses, right? So he'd given Moses a design to build the tabernacle. He was able to follow that and work in cooperation with Moses and the other artisans in order to build the tabernacle. He used the plans that the Lord gave Moses. And with that cooperation, cooperation, he was able to really build the tabernacle that God had designed. That's part of what we're sharing is it's a season of cooperation that your anointing is going to increase as you work in cooperation with others. Uh, as you agree to teach, to impart, to receive, like he had to receive the plans from Moses then he had to teach and impart the skill to others. So it took all of them in order to make the tabernacle. He didn't do it alone. And in this journey, you are not alone. God is sending people your way to uh, help you accomplish what you're going to accomplish. And uh, one of the interviews I did that'll be on a show later, Kezia Alford, she talked about her second album called Kezia was a cooperation of musicians, 
of vocals, of minstrels, people who knew the word. It was a cooperation and it had a expanded sound from her first album. And she said, and I just want you to hear this because I know this is for someone listening. She said, sometimes you just try to do it by yourself. Oh, I can do it all. But the Lord showed her that she would need other people to help. And as she's done that, now she's beginning to write music for other artists. She's beginning to be sought after to be a voice, a sound into what they're doing. So know that as you open up and are expanded in this, God will open up opportunities for you because of your spirit of cooperation with others. So um, I heard this testimony that I wanted to share from Chris Vallison of Bethel uh, Church. He said, so many times things are prophesied over that we don't have the capacity for. So we reject the prophecy because we don't have it. It's not ours. We can't do it. Uh, there's no way. So when you get a prophetic word that's bigger than you, bigger than any capacity you have, bigger than your ability to grow into it, it's because God is going to equip you to fulfill the prophetic word he has had spoken over you. Know that a prophetic word has to be stewarded just like anything else. If he has spoken a prophetic word over you, then he will bring the expansion to you. And he shared this one example where he said, I prophesied over someone about being a worship leader and playing an instrument. And she said, I don't play an instrument and I'm not a worship leader. And Chris said to her, I'm not calling you for who you are now. Listen to this. The prophetic word is not calling you for who you are now. The prophetic word is calling you for the thing that God wants to take you to. So when you get that prophetic word, understand it's not for right now. It's to lead you on to stir you up, to encourage you to go after what the prophetic word is that's being spoken over to you. I hope that makes sense. I know that I've got quite a few prophetic words that I'm still praying, prophesying into, declaring with, because I know that they are for me and they are coming to pass. And I am just agreeing with God for his timing to get that done and no interference by the enemy, no interference by the enemy. So I want to invite you to say yes to the prophetic word being spoken over you because with that prophetic word will come the anointing that you need to accomplish it. Just like we saw with the tabernacle, the anointing came with the word. And I want you to do one other thing for me is I want you to ask the Lord, where have I pushed back, <clears throat> excuse me, on what you Lord are trying to give me? Is there a prophetic word that was just too big for you and you just decided, I can't take it? There's no way. It's too big. I, I can't do it. That'll never happen in my entire life. Or is there a prophetic word that, we're, that it was spoken and you're like, yeah, right. And just dismissed it. Uh, ask the Lord where that is. And if you have something that creeps in, then you repent. Just say, Lord, I'm sorry. I did not receive what you tried to get me. I'm sorry that I did not embrace the future that you were prophesying over me. And just let him clear the space 
for you to receive the word and to move forward in it. Um, yeah. The other thing you can say is, Lord, I want you to anoint me, to equip me and finance me for whatever you want to have accomplished. Uh, it's funny because I remember when we started the church and uh, it wasn't really a thought. And I know I've mentioned this before. It wasn't really a thought in my husband and I's mind, but God just started dropping it into us. My husband told the Lord, and we can have real honest conversations with him. Lord, I'm telling you right now, I am not going to finance this church. I was like, okay, you and the Lord can work that out. You know, we have never been without anything we need. Even when we went into our building, within 60 days, the building was gutted. We had new furniture, new carpet, new everything. And God provided everything we need. So no, my husband didn't have to finance it. The Lord financed it because it was a calling. It was an assignment. He gave us the anointing to do it. My husband's an incredible business person. And he provided the people we needed to join with us in the vision in order to create this beautiful place he gave us. So know that sometimes we uh, challenge God to show himself and how he's going to do it. And he doesn't mind that. He wants you to agree with him and then help work out the details of how it's going to unfold. So, uh, so just know that it's okay to have those hard discussions with God because as you have those discussions with him, he will open up so much for you. And you will see the manifestation of the word that's been spoken over you come to light with the new anointing that you need to do it. So, you know, it, it's very possible that uh, Baziel could have said to Moses, to Moses, nah, I don't want to do that. I'm not really called to that. But, you know, he saw the anointing and the glory on Moses. Moses has had so many encounters with the Lord. And you want to follow someone that carries that anointing because they can help you step into your anointing. Um, I'll tell you a little story that happened to me. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, sometimes you let the things that God has called you to do, especially if it's new, if something takes a misstep, you will get disappointed and think, I don't know, this may not be the Lord. Well, I had that happen to me. I would stepped into a new position and it was a great opportunity. I was loving it. And um, after the first uh week in that position, something happened and I was so disappointed and it didn't really look the way I thought it was going to look. And I said, Lord, what is going on here? You know, I feel like I got disappointment after disappointment after disappointment in where you've called me. What in the world's going on? And you know what he said to me? He said, first, don't project how you think it's supposed to look because that will create disappointment in you every time. Number two, you are a solution maker. So what are you doing about what's going to happen? What, what just happened? And I thought, I am a solution maker. God's given us the answers that we need. So I was telling my husband about it and he was like, yeah, you are a solution maker. So I decided in the middle of the disappointment, you know, I got a little discouraged and I thought, I'm just going to pray about it and I'm going to ask my assistants to start praying about it and see if we can come up with an answer. I did a few Google searches looking and before I could even get very far in my time, 
the person I was working with called me up and they said, you know what? I want you to know that we're going to do these three things for you. We're going to take care of this. We're going to take care of this. We're going to take care of that because we know it didn't quite turn out uh, the way we thought it was going to work. Then on top of that, they said, whatever you need, you just tell us and we will get it for you. We will get it worked out for you. I was like, thank you, Lord. I didn't really have to spin my wheels trying to figure out something that wasn't really even in my area of expertise. God went ahead of me and brought the resolution to me because someone else had the anointing to help me. Does that make sense? And I hope that's encouraging you because God wants to make you feel confident in him in the new anointing he's giving you. We can have confidence in ourselves, but when it really stretches us and it's really something that we aren't necessarily prepared for or had expected, like I was talking about starting a new church, then a lot of times our confidence gets lost because we aren't sure exactly how to do it. But God is like, lean into me because your confidence is in me and my calling and the anointing I've given you, your confidence is not in your own ability and skill because I am stretching you in order to expand your ability and skill. And I'm giving you the anointing to accomplish what you need to accomplish. That makes sense, doesn't it? You know, we know that if we lean on him, the word says in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all ways, follow him and he will guide your paths. So we're not leaning on our understanding. We're leaning on his understanding. And then his understanding becomes our understanding because he just drops it in us. So that was such a good word. And I was so grateful that he took care of it. So I want to talk to you about what are some steps you can take? So first of all, ask God, what do you want? What do you want? I know you're leading me into a greater anointing. So what do you want me to do? And many times he will respond to you. And, and he said, he's done this to me. I'll be like, what do you want me to do? And he'll be like, what do you want to do? And let me partner with you and build on that. So be prepared if he's asking you what you want to do to be thinking about that. What do I want to do? And God, where do I need that new anointing in order, order to expand into this greater area? And just remember, in the middle of disappointment, discouragement will try to wedge its way in. And that's when you've got to lean into God and say, God, you've got to take care of this I'll do whatever you call me to do, but you take care of this and I'm not going to camp with disappointment. I'm not going to let discouragement take place in my heart. I'm just going to trust that you will take care of all that I need. And I know these are just simple things, but sometimes shifting the way our mind is thinking helps us to realign ourselves with what God is doing. And, uh, you know, so many times, have you ever done something that, you know, it just seemed to have the anointing on the Lord on it. And then when you walked away, you're like, I don't know, was that really the Lord? Was that really good? I'm not sure that anybody got what I was saying. And then you get this feedback that everybody got what you were saying. It was amazing, but that's where the enemy wants to come in and try to 
change your perspective because you did what God said for you to do. You followed the leading of the Holy Spirit. You walked in this new anointing, but because it's new, there's a little chatter in the atmosphere saying, nah, yeah, I don't really think that was your anointing. I don't really think that's what it was. And that's when you have to just take your authority and say, nope, God, I followed you and I'm doing what you've called me to do. And I love you for giving me that opportunity. And it may not have been perfect, but it was obedient. And that is a big thing for sure. Now, I want to share with you one other little things in terms of anointing. And I want to talk about Ezekiel uh, 1.28. And um, he encounters God in just a beautiful way. And the glory of the Lord shows up. And, he, and the Lord says to him, he falls down on his face and he can hear God speaking. And the Lord says, stand to your feet and I will speak to you. You know, sometimes in the presence of the Lord, he wants us to stand and listen. So we can hear what he said. And the spirit entered into Ezekiel and the Lord gave him a scroll to eat. That scroll was his anointing. He ate the scroll and he received the anointing by the word of the Lord. And in chapter three, I mean, chapter two, uh, in chapter three, I'm sorry, he says, okay, there's a new anointing being released by consuming the word. Have you ever just read something in the word and you know that that's a calling on you, that suddenly that was a calling on you? I remember the first time I read Isaiah 6, where he encounters the Lord and he feels so sinful, but the Lord has the angel touch his lips with a coal to cleanse him. When we have that encounter with the Lord, we can clear out what's in the way in order to receive what he wants to give us. And living out of the consumption of the word, eating the word, letting the word become a part of your DNA, a part of your cells, not only becomes part of your cellular memory, but it brings wholeness and health to your body. So the words of God become the very life and breath of who we are. And it helps to release these new anointings. And this is what he told Ezekiel. He said, eat it, let it fill your belly. And he felt the sweetness of honey in his mouth. And then he sent him out to tell Israel to come back to the Lord. Now, I'm not sure that's the anointing that everybody's looking for is to call people back out of sin into goodness with the Lord. But when God calls you to do that, he'll give you the anointing to do it. And he even told Ezekiel, he said, I'm sending you to the house of Israel, to people who will understand what you're saying. The words that you're saying won't be too hard for them. So he went out to call Israel back into the arms of the Lord with the anointing and the new assignments we're receiving. We may be asked to do hard things. But in those hard things, we will have the grace to do it. And the people who have an ear will hear. And I think it's interesting that some people are called to bring healing. Some people are called to bring correction. Some people are called to bring uh, anointings and impartations. But we're all called with the anointing that God gives us. And as we process through these new anointings, I want to just pray over you. 
I want to pray that God will highlight the anointing he's bringing you into, the assignment, the new assignment he's given you. I want to pray and thank you for the new anointings that will be married with the new ways and the new assignments you're giving us. Lord, I just thank you that the people will say yes to you and step into it in partnership, in cooperation, just like Jonathan and David did. And that the word that you speak will become a very part of our DNA. So go and know that the anointing is on you. And I just thank you for watching today. And remember, you are the best investment you can make because God invests in you every single day. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.